Hey everybody, Kyle Warren here. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast. We're going to check out a couple of key segments from our most recent program. And don't forget, you can hear us live every Monday through Friday, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on AM860, The Answer in Tampa, Florida. Also, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Once again, on AM860. Head over to KyleWarrenShow.com for more information and to send me a direct message. Thanks for listening. This is America's Third Watch. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, on a day like today, folks... The last thing we can do is throw up our hands and say, it's getting too weird. Because I got to tell you, no matter how weird it continues to get, we're going to continue to carry on. I'll tell you that much. Because after a day like today, we've got what happened with Joe Biden with this report. We've got the Supreme Court that is looking at the Trump case from uh, Colorado State Supreme Court. And we have this ruling in Hawaii about the Second Amendment saying it violates the spirit of aloha. Folks, we can't make this stuff up. It has been quite a Friday, or pardon me, a Thursday. So as we head into this Friday edition of the program, uh, it is certainly going to be chock full. Good morning, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Happy Friday to you. Happy weekend to you. And, of course, as I said, we have a lot to talk about. 949-822-7959. That's the number to call if you'd like to be part of the program this morning. And uh, you can also head over to our home website, kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com if you'd like to opine uh, this morning as well by sending us a direct message. And also, uh, you can find out more about the program. You can find me on social media, Facebook and X, formerly known as Twitter. And you can check out the podcast as well. Welcome to everybody listening. And uh, we're going to get right to it this morning because, as I said, it is going to be chock full. Don't even know where to start. But I will say this before we get into some of the particulars of the Joe Biden or the uh, the uh, the special counsel's report on uh, the document issue with Joe Biden. Now, there will not be any charges brought, according to uh, what we know. Uh, But at the same time, there are many things in this report that are incredibly disturbing. Now, some will say, well, you know, see, I told you so. And we've talked about Joe Biden and his apparent diminished capacity for some time now here on this program, Uh, probably on a nightly basis, because there seem to be daily examples of Joe Biden. And just in the last few days, we've had examples of Joe Biden making these these really big uh, uh, mistakes, as it were, uh, in terms and lapses. You know, when he talked about talking to French President Mitterrand, uh, who died in 1996, but he thinks he talked to him in 2021 when he first uh, came into office. Now, some might say, well, you, you can make that kind of mistake because you have Mitterrand and Macron. Uh, maybe that's an honest mistake. 
but you went he went on to confuse Helmut Kohl with Angela Merkel uh, and on it goes. And so, folks, this is becoming um, a lot more relevant. I think it's going to be a lot more relevant to voters, uh, whether or not they're uh, Democrat, Republican or independent. In fact, uh, and of course, we know that Republicans uh, now, this according to The Hill, uh, one GOP lawmaker is calling on the cabinet to explore, quote unquote, removing uh, Joe Biden from the presidency under the 25th Amendment. And that, my friends, uh, would be obviously a very serious, uh, serious occurrence. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen very quickly. However, I do think that we might be seeing the beginning of the end of the Biden presidency only insofar as that I think that these public displays and we have an audio that we don't I don't think we have time right here in the first segment. So I hope that you'll stick around for the second segment because we want to explore that audio of a press conference that Joe Biden gave uh, shortly after this report had come out. And honestly, he just went out and he just made it worse. He just made it worse. And I think everybody would agree uh, with that uh, by, you know, just basically, you know, forgetting other things. Um, he expressed a lot of, um, of anger about being asked about his son, Bo Biden, but he was not able to recall, according to this report in his testimony, not able to recall evidently within years when his son, Bo, had passed away. And obviously, that's a very sad thing. That's not the the, the thrust of, of what we're talking about right here, um, because obviously that is something that's a horrific thing. No, we don't want to wish on anybody. Um, but the 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 fact that he then became sort of enraged about that and then explained how he had this rosary that he wears, he says, every single day since the day that he died and it and it came from our lady of and then he just kind of trailed off and that was obvious that he could not recall that either and uh, so again it's, it's all very very uh sad and it's very very uh concerning and i've said before here on the program you know we're talking about the president of the united states we're talking about you know the person who has to make these crucial decisions and you know and arguably right we've had callers and we've had people send messages you know you know saying essentially well joe biden's not really in charge there's somebody else sort of going on but something else going on behind the scenes and somebody else is making policy and so forth and whereas that very well may be absolutely correct but i'm here to say that both of those uh, both of those theories or, or both of those uh, uh, scenarios are equal are, are just as bad because if you have someone who has diminished capacity and is demonstrating this and again I take no pride no joy in saying something like this but if it's the president who has this diminished capacity making trying to make decisions on the fly well you tell Brezhnev you know, we're not going to stand for that, and we will counterstrike if we have to. You go tell Mr. Brezhnev that. And they'll say, well, sir, Mr. Brezhnev is no longer with us. Uh, we're talking about Mr. Putin. Oh, yes, 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 Putin. You know, it, you can't get into this kind of problem uh, at this level. Now, if there are people behind the scenes, if there is some kind of cadre and so forth, well, that's terrible, too. 
It means, folks, that our country is in a very, very uh, perilous uh, place. And so we're going to explore this a little bit more, unpack this a little bit more when we come back from the break. Kyle Warren with you. It is the Friday slash weekend edition of the program. Boy, what a day. What a day. And we've we've got four hours to do this, folks. <laughs> I don't know if that's even going to be enough with what we're observing and all these big stories that are happening. So stay right there. We're coming right back. 949-822-7959. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition of the program. And as we said, uh, this is just going to be chock full this morning. We have so many things uh, to talk about and to tell you about. You know, um, as we mentioned, this report, you know, uh, said some very, very alarming things. That, you know, maybe, you know, we're talking about these things on talk radio. We're talking about these things, uh, you know, with our friends. We're talking about these things at our gatherings, you know, on social media, wherever you may be. People are talking about, wow, you know, it just seems like Joe Biden isn't doing so well. But now this this is something that's behind the scenes. This was something that that a special counsel is talking about that Joe Biden uh, was not able to recall these key factors, these key dates. It's it's not cool. This is not a good situation for us to be in whatsoever. And uh, so now, of course, it's it's much more of a tangible thing. And now I think you're going to start to see the floodgates open about people discussing openly how Joe Biden is doing and whether or not he is capable uh, at this point. And so, again, now we mentioned earlier uh, that we have, uh, I think, um, some audio of Joe Biden and what he was saying at his press conference where he went out and he talked about, you know, he also went after Trump. Well, Trump did this and Trump did that with the documents and I'm, I didn't do anything. And, and uh, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no moving forward with this. They've made their decision. It's their job to make the decision, but here's, you know, what I have to say about it. But then he got into this notion again of being asked about his son who passed away. And I want you to hear in Joe Biden's own words, what he sounded like with that. Let's let's listen in. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died. Every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. Simple truth is, I sat for a five-hour interview over two days of events, going back 40 years. At the same time, I was managing an international crisis, Their task was to make a decision about whether to move forward with charges in this case. 
That's their decision to make. That's the council's decision to make. That's his job. And they decided not to move forward. For any extraneous commentary, they don't know what they're talking about. It has no place in this report. The bottom line is the matter is now closed. I'm going to continue what I've always focused on, my job of being president of the United States of America. Now, thank you, and I'll take some okay, questions. Okay, so stop right there. So this is where Joe Biden um, is beginning to echo, in in my opinion. This is this is typically what happens when you have a, a politician uh, who's really trying to you know, just squash whatever the controversy is. I think they're well aware that the controversy isn't so much of the idea that he had the classified documents. I do think that's an important thing. Uh, One wonders why Joe Biden is sort of getting a free pass here as opposed to Donald Trump when these uh, they're very similar uh, occurrences uh, and they make very similar arguments, I think. But the idea here, of course, is that the special counsel evidently determined that, well, you know, you bring charges, he's going to present himself to a jury as an elderly, nice man who has a poor memory. That, my friends, is really disturbing, isn't it? An elderly man who's nice, who has a poor memory, so we're we're not going to move forward with this. I don't know how this determination would have been made. Uh, you know, based on the evidence and based on the law and so forth. But at this point, again, I think even the White House understands that it is not the uh, this. That's not the biggest issue that they're dealing with. So they send Joe Biden out there. Joe Biden is out there to, um, you know, go out and defend you know himself or 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 loud this report that he's not going to get charged with anything. I did nothing wrong, etc. But this whole issue about his diminished capacity, poor you know poor memory—that's an understatement. All this stuff goes to this next sort of exchange when he does take questions. Let's let's listen in. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. That's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's uh, that's that's your memory has gotten worse. No, look, my memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Mr. President, Mr. President, voters have concerns about your age. How are you going to assuage them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. It goes in and points out things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were moved, were moved not by me, but my staff. OK, well, let's stop right there. I, I didn't. Um didn't uh, uh, Donald Trump's staff pack stuff up too? Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure all the presidents uh, they have uh, oh, and vice presidents for that matter have staff that pack things up. Um, so you know this is you know 
kind of predictable. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, this is going to be the standard sort of uh, response to this kind of thing. But as this gets into a little bit more intensity, I want you to see just how, how um, you know, terrible this really does get. Let's, let's continue. But my staff. Mr. President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch Many me. American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. That is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most question? qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. Okay, okay so stop right there. So now, this kind of echoes again what politicians will do when they're starting to try to quash something that they know is going off the rails. And that has to do with what he said just a little a bit ago with, you know, I'm just going to go back to doing my job for the American people. Well, that's exactly what Bill Clinton said. When he said, you know, I did, you know, I, these charges are false and, you know, this kind of stuff. And I'm going to go back to doing my job for the American people. That's exactly what he did. And this is the same kind of thing, because, again, they're not trying to uh, really even explain uh, the, uh, the the documents issue. That's become secondary, I think, to a great degree to them. What they're trying to do now is they're trying to they're trying to head off this notion that Joe Biden is not capable, that he doesn't remember important special things from his own life, key dates when he was vice president and so on and so forth. This is hugely damning uh, to him as uh, politically, uh, no doubt about that. And so now you'll see then, of course, the anger flash with Joe Biden. That's not that's your opinion and this kind of thing. It goes on from there. So let's continue. Let's listen in. I did not share classified information. I did not share it with, your ghost with my ghostwriter. I did not guarantee you did not. But what the, the well, no, he did not say that. Okay. He did not say that. But, well, let, let me answer your question. The fact of the matter is, what I didn't want repeated, I didn't want him to know, and I didn't read it to him, was I had written a long memorandum to President Obama why we should not be in this, in Afghanistan, and I was of multiple pages. And so what I was referring to, I said classified, I should have said it was should be private because it was a contact between the president and the vice president as to what was going on. That's what he's referring to. It was not classified information in that document. That was not classified. Okay, we're going to hear more questions uh, when we come back from the break. So stay right there, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. We're continuing on. So stay right there because we've got, I don't know, these these big stories today, each one of them is a main story. So stay right there. We're coming right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. 
Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. And we are having fun. We're not hurting anyone. <laughs> it's all good, folks. 949-822-7959. That's the number to call if you'd like to be part of the program this morning. You can also head over to my home website, kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com if you'd like to send us a direct message. And we've already heard uh, from Richard the Marine from his vantage point on the central coast of Oregon this morning. Says, good morning, Mr. Kyle. 47 cloudy looks like no rain for a few days welcoming the break <laughs> and i appreciate the kind words he says ready for another enlightening show tonight simplify richard well absolutely simplify richard absolutely right back at you and i appreciate that and uh, you know what we're supposed to get a break of the rain too although it started raining uh late uh, thursday night uh, here in Southern California, uh, but we are ready for that break as well because it's just been days and days and days of the rain, relentless, uh, the atmospheric river, the mudslides, all this stuff has just uh, really conspired uh, against us this week. So, yes, I'm I'm ready to see a little bit of sunshine and happy that it will be here, it look, uh, looks like, uh, for the next uh, few days. So thank you, th- thanks again, Richard. We sure appreciate the message. And, folks, once again, Friday, Friday slash weekend edition, Kyle Warren with you. And uh, let's let's continue to listen in here a little bit to Joe Biden when he was talking with these uh, reporters. So let's let's listen in. Okay, stop right there. As you can see, it's it's kind of pandemonium. It's the, the, in other words, something has changed today. All right, I'm not trying to be overly dramatic about it, but something has changed today, in the sense that now this. In, in other words, it's now okay, evidently, to talk to Joe Biden, even ask him directly, point you know point blank questions about your mental acuity you know, what this report says, and so on and so forth. So let's let's continue. Um, when you look back at this incident, is there anything you would do differently now? And do you think that a special prosecutor should have been appointed in the first place in both of these cases? First of all, what I would have done is oversee the transfer of the material that was in my office, in my offices. I should have done that. If I go back, I didn't have the responsibility to that. That was my staff was supposed to do that, and they referenced that in the report. And my staff did not do it in the way that, for example, I didn't know how half the boxes got in my garage until I found out staff gathered them up, put them together, and took them to the garage in my home. And all the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. Or able it to was be in my house. Yeah, able to be locked. Okay, okay, stop, in. stop, stop right there. So, uh, uh, actually, I think we cut that out just a little too early. Let's back that up a tad because I want you to hear what he says. They could either be locked or able to be locked, or they weren't like, and you'll hear this. Here we go. The stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. It was in my house. It wasn't out in, like, in Mar-a-Lago in a public place where, and none of it was high classified. Didn't have any of that red stuff on it. You know what I mean? Around the corners? None of that. And so I wish I had. Stop stop right there. As I understand it, 
at Mar-a-Lago, I think, didn't they have like a special area for this stuff? Or, and the Secret Service would come in or the FBI, I should say. And uh, one of the one of the big issues the FBI had with it is that they wanted an extra lock evidently to be put on some of this. Uh, so, you know, it seems to me that there was a lot of dialogue. They knew exactly where these documents were uh, and they they re- and they knew that President Trump had them in his possession. Uh, this these were documents that came to light years later for the Biden issue uh, sitting in the garage next to the Corvette. You know, that, my friends, I think the American people really do uh, kind of wonder about. All right. So so this this goes on. But he then decides to end the press conference and he walks away from the podium. But then they keep shouting questions and he comes back to the podium. He comes back to the podium and uh, and then commences to make another major gaffe as president and trying to remember who he's talking to or what happened. Let's let's listen in. I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that uh, As you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. I've been pushing really hard, really hard, to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza. There are a lot of innocent people who are starving, a lot of innocent people who are in trouble and dying. And it's got to stop, number one. Number two, I was also in a position that I'm the guy that made the case that we have to do much more to increase the amount of material going in, including fuel, including other items. I've been on the phone with the Qataris. I've been on the phone with the Egyptians. I've been on the phone with the Saudis to get as much aid as we possibly can into Gaza. There are innocent people and innocent women and children who are also in bad, badly in need of help. And so that's what we're pushing. And I'm pushing very hard now to deal with this hostage ceasefire. All right. So because there you've got uh, Joe Biden. And again, I think the relevant section right there is, again, President El Sisi is from Egypt and not from Mexico. So we continue now down this road. Um, and, and again, yeah, every once in a while, you know, people uh, make a mistake and, and say somebody else's name and instead of something else. And especially if they're trying to, if they're speaking extemporaneously, and I mentioned this on the program yesterday, you know, I speak extemporaneously for long periods every day. And, you know, every once in a while, you'll, you'll make a, you'll make a faux pas. You'll make a mistake. You might, you might use the wrong name or you might uh, uh, just, you know, uh, make some other kind of mistake that can be corrected but that's not the norm that's that's not you know uh it, uh, we're, if somebody's doing this several times a week uh that becomes a pattern and that's something that we absolutely have to look out for um and this is what we're seeing now with joe biden and it's a very very um disturbing in the extreme and and by the way i think it's important to say too that politics aside Politics aside, this is um, uh, incredibly 
uh, incredibly dangerous for the country. Now, will we start to see calls for the removal of Joe Biden as president of the United States under the 25th Amendment? Well, according to The Hill, one Republican lawmaker from New York, Representative Claudia Tenney, called on members of the Biden administration to explore, quote-unquote, removing President Biden under the 25th Amendment after special counsel cleared him of any wrongdoing but painted him as an elderly man with a failing memory. In a letter obtained by Fox News Digital, Tenney reported, reportedly wrote to Attorney General Merrick Garland Thursday night to share her grave concerns. Quote, after concluding that President Biden knowingly and willfully removed, mishandled, and disclosed classified documents repeatedly over a period of decades. Um, Mr. Hur nevertheless re- recommended the charges not be brought against him um, in her letter. Uh, special counsel's reasoning was alarming. Now, the, back to the article. The special counsel, Robert Hur released his findings Thursday in the case into Biden's handling of the classified materials. A 388-page report investigated how documents from Biden's time as vice president ended up at his Wilmington, Delaware home um, and, old, uh, and an old office space. Heard determined that he willfully retained the documents but didn't bring forth any charges, describing Biden as, quote, elder, an elderly man with a poor memory. Tenney argued that the Department of Justice cannot ethically bring charges against former President Trump and declined to bring them against Biden. She argued that Biden, who is 81, is lacking the ability to execute his responsibilities as president. So it's incumbent upon you to explore proceedings to remove the president pursuant to the 25th Amendment to the United States Constitution, she wrote. President Biden needs to be charged or he needs to be removed. So this is where there are going to be more uh, battle lines uh, drawn. Well, battle lines, maybe that's the wrong term, but but more lines of demarcation where people are going to feel very strongly about either, uh, you know, wanting to have the 25th Amendment uh, invoked or to not do that. And of course, also whether or not Joe Biden will stay on the ticket, because right now, you can bet your bottom dollar they're burning the midnight oil at the Democrat, Democrat, you know, party elite halls of power. And they're saying, OK, can we even weather this? That is a very good question. Folks, stay right there. We're coming right back. I'll warn with you. We are racing through and rocking it through the Friday slash weekend edition, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. And we have a lot more to talk about, of course, as uh, we head through this uh, morning. Whatever you're doing across America, whatever uh, you're up to this morning, uh, we want to welcome you. We hope that uh, you're having a great morning. We hope that you have some great weekend plans. And, of course, also... Hopefully that includes maybe the Super Bowl as well. So uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna see just exactly how that goes. And again, I, I'm hoping that it's going to be a competitive 
um, game. I hope that, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. Maybe hopefully on the edge of our seats uh, and not just be a blowout uh, the way some sometimes Super Bowls can be. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, it's time right now to talk with our good friend, Chris Markowski. He is the watchdog on Wall Street, watchdogonwallstreet.com. You can hear him right here on our home station, AM860, The Answer. You can hear him at 5 a.m. Eastern Times on Saturday mornings, also 5 p.m. Sundays, Again, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays, right here on AM860, The Answer. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, it is going to be Super Bowl Sunday, but, um, you know, uh, first of all, do you, have a, do you have a prediction about that? Are you pulling for anybody? Ah, uh, no, I, I think kind of like you said, just we like to watch a, a, you know, a decent game. That's, a, that's about it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, hope hope the halftime show isn't as bad as usual, but I'm not looking, you know, I don't, I don't, that's a great hopes in that either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it is, it's like, it's become a national holiday almost, but well, I'll tell you what, Chris, you know, we want to talk about the economy uh, and business and so forth, but, but also on your podcast and on your radio show, I know that you also cover a lot of political issues as well. What do you think about what happened with the Joe with the uh, with the uh, the special counsel report about Joe Biden and the memory lapses and all that stuff? I mean, where are we going with this? Yeah, it's 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 somewhat surreal. It, it really is. I know that uh, you know, the big fundraiser coming to New York with uh, Joe Biden, Bill Clinton, and Obama, and you know, at some point in time, um, I, I, again, I, I I've said this for a while. I, I don't believe that he's running the country i don't um i think most do i it's almost like you know is obama running the show behind the scenes i i, I don't know but you know we've, we've seen this for a while i i, I you know I, i'd ask any you know democrats out there how you can you can actually support somebody like this it's, it's embarrassing it really is especially you, you watch an interview last night it's been two hours watching the um tuck carlson uh uh, Vladimir Putin interview, and it's obviously someone that um, has his wits about him, uh, without a doubt. And you know, the, the, comparing the, the two leaders, it's 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 embarrassing. I mean, he went out yesterday trying to defend himself, and he's, he's screwing up world leaders again. Yeah. And you know, the, the excuse on the left is, "Oh, he's been doing that for a long time." I'm like, "No, no, this is not good. It's as obvious as plain as day." So, so please stop. I mean, you know, I. Again, we, you know, we got we got two eighty-year-olds that are running for the presidency uh, right now. And, and listen, I'll be honest. I mean, I I think you know Donald Trump is is slipping a little bit too. We don't see him nearly. That this obviously you're getting older. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same type of energy he had back in 2016 by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, again, you got to think about this. We got another massive election with. Uh, you know, uh, you know, two lame ducks, no matter what it says, and both of them are at the diminishing capacities at this point in time. Again, I wish we could do better. Well, it, whatever happened today, it's definitely it's definitely a game changer. I, I would think that at some point the Democrat Party elite, whoever they may be in their vaunted halls of power, are are going to start saying, can we actually make it through this election like this? And and what you're describing too, Chris, somebody behind the scenes, you know, Joe Biden maybe not making these decisions. You know, both those scenarios are really bad for America, you know, because either. Uh, I mean, again, if you watch the interview with Putin, <clears throat> does anybody think that Joe Biden could sit down and do a two hour interview? He, he, I mean, he's willingly giving up a, a, in a campaign year free publicity uh, to do an interview at Super Bowl. I, I mean, what what 
president in their right mind, one person running for office, that, that is time that, you know, some of the most valuable airtime in the, of the year. That's just the most valuable TV time of the year is the Super Bowl. And the guy running for the presidency is saying, nah, I don't want to do an interview. Yeah. I, I mean, what does that tell you? He's not capable of doing it. They're, they're afraid to put him up there. Does anybody actually believe that there's going to be any debates? There's no way. No way. Exactly. There's no way. Yeah. Again, this is how screwed up this country is at this point in time. I mean, what are we doing, people? I mean, come on already. I mean, you got, you got, to, you got to stop thinking about, you know, I got to win. I got to win. Power, power, power. No, no. I mean, you know, this, there's a lot at stake that, that, that's going on. There's a lot of important things going on. I mean, you, somebody's got to step up and, and lead this place, and we just don't have it. Well, do you think that this um, actually boosts RFK Jr., for example, because Biden can be uh, is, is diminishing very quickly, you know, in the estimation of voters, I would think. Um, and so that might that might benefit RFK Jr., yeah, I think it will. But but again, you know, you, you, you watch, you know, a classic example, just how powerful the media is. Um, you know, they, they're owned by the parties as well, and they're told what to do because they want access. And they're basically, you know, cutting that guy out as best they possibly can in regards to any sort of coverage. Even, you know, Tucker Carlson, you know, that that should be a massive story with this, you know, two hour interview with Vladimir Putin. Nowhere, not on, barely on Drudge. None of the, the major websites are even talking about it. I mean, this should be a major story right now because, again, you know, you, you, yesterday you had the Senate voting on more money for the Ukraine. You mean, you, you might want to talk about this. But no, 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 the, the, the media spikes it. Right. I mean, people, if you can't see how, how in the fix things are in this country after just the past 24 hours and how the media controls things, then there's something wrong with you. And, and, you know, this is the point. You've got to be a more involved citizen. You're going to have to spend a little bit more time. You've got to shut off the bloody Fox News. You've got to shut off the Newsmax. You've got to shut off the MSNBC. You've got to do a little bit of homework. You, you do. You have to spend some time reading papers from around the globe and, and actually spending a little bit of time because you're not getting it. You're not getting the news properly from these sources that you're supposed to rely on. I, you know, I, you throw on Fox this morning. See how see how much they talk about a two-hour interview with Vladimir Putin, which we've been spending sending billions of dollars to go fight. Yeah, in regards to this, you mm -hmm. won't see it. You won't hear it. Well, well, and 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 besides, you know, it's it's almost as if you know they you know a lot of people don't want to even discuss this, but it seems to me that any world leader, especially one that's at war with someone that we're helping so significantly, that no matter what, I mean, I, I can listen to somebody and not be drawn in by their propaganda, but we can listen and find out maybe an insight into their mindset. I mean, how do you then Absolutely. counter these people? You know. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, again, you got to think again, you, you want to talk about this, you know, right now. So you, the Senate yesterday voted to send more money uh, there. You have the interview that nobody's talking about. You had the fact that Zelensky uh, just fired his uh, his leading general that was extraordinarily popular. Uh, that everyone loved there. If you don't think that all of these things are important and they need to be discussed and talked about, um, they are. Uh, but again, you know, you get the Senate rifling that thing through yesterday. I mean, how could you not think that this is all military industrial complex stuff and you're paying off the various different defense contractors, all the editorial boards? Everyone understand whenever there's wars and stuff going on and they want to push stuff, every single board, whether it be the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, they're all getting, they all get in line. 
they all get in line and say, yeah, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this, got to go into Iraq, got to go into Iraq, got to go into Iraq. And, and they're all saying the same exact thing. When they're all saying the same exact thing, run, be afraid. <laughs> Something's not right. <laughs> I think I think you're onto something with that, absolutely. And uh, because, and uh, you're right, the thing that's missing is, is the ability for people to get a lot of different info from a lot of different sources and then sort of synthesize what they think about that as opposed to it being a bandwagon. And I just, I, I don't like bandwagons. Well, I, again, if you, you know, like I said, you know, I, don't, I, I can't stand any of that either. And, and again, you, you can, you know, people will be of our, there was, I saw one review on one left wing site bashing the interview and, you know, going after Tucker Carlson and just didn't ask enough questions, letting Putin talk uh, too much. Uh, you know, what I got from her is he's obviously a man that's capable. Okay, without a doubt. He, ha- he definitely has his wits about him. He's definitely not Joe Biden. Okay, yeah. you know, if, if, if you were you're going to, you know, everybody loves their little gambling apps. If you were to do a, you know, uh, who would win in Jeopardy app, it wouldn't be <laughs> if it was a, a gambling thing. You and it was uh, Biden versus Putin. You wouldn't be putting your money on Biden. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and, and again, but he's a foe and he's formidable. So we have to know as much as we possibly can. Otherwise, we're sticking our heads in the sand. But, uh, but Chris, I appreciate yes. the call very much this morning. I appreciate the segment, I should say. And uh, hope that you have a great weekend. And uh, we're going to talk to you again on Monday, my friend. You got it. Have a good one. Hey, you too. Thanks, everybody. Or, thanks, Chris. Everybody, Chris Markowski, watchdogonwallstreet.com is the website. Go over there and check them out. And check us out after the top of the hour because we're coming right back with Frank Silvato. Hour number three is in the books. Like I said last hour, this kind of news day that happened on Thursday is almost a perfect storm, everybody. And But I'll tell you, that's, again, why we are here, why we do what we do in order to unravel and unpack a news day like this Thursday was. Three major stories, and it all happened pretty much at the same time. But we're here, and we're going to talk about them right now. We're glad that you're there. Kyle Warren with you, by the way. 949-822-7959 is the number. If you'd like to be part of the uh, program this morning, we'll open up the telephone lines at the bottom of the hour. You can also head over to my home website, kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. If you'd like to send us a direct message uh, for whatever we're talking about here on the program, and also if you're hearing this program any time over the weekend uh, on various stations and you hear something or you want to opine, simply head over to kylewarrenshow.com. Click on Send Kyle a Direct message and uh, you can do that anytime day or night so once again folks it's been chock full this morning it is the friday slash weekend edition and we've got frank salvato our good friend of course from undergroundusa.com also author of the book nullification and i want to say good morning frank mr kyle (laughs) well i'll tell you it's not one it's not two but it's at least three major stories that have huge impacts 
And uh, so I'm just going to say, where would you like to start first? <laughs> we've we've well, got, yeah, we've got uh, Joe Biden. We've got uh, the Trump uh, Supreme Court thing and also uh, the decision in Hawaii, which I've been meaning to ask you about all day. I, I think we got to start with uh, with the Joe Biden thing and yeah. the uh, and and her saying that, yeah, he's he's guilty of of uh, of willfully taking documents and possessing them but you know he's just such an old frail guy i don't think we should pursue charges we should just let the old man alone i mean you can't make this up i mean if this was a movie nobody would believe it the, the statement in that determination is he willfully removed Top secret and classified documents. That means a crime has been committed. It doesn't matter how nice you are. <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't matter if, if you can't remember. None of that matters. None of it. He committed a crime. There needs to be action taken by the Department of Justice against him for this crime. Um, the idea that we can't indict a sitting president, well... You know, if he's doing groundbreaking things as far as crime is concerned, then the charges have to break the same ground. So you know, if the president of the United States walks out of the White House and goes across the Lafayette Park and shoots somebody in the head, do we go, oh, you know, he's just, a, he's just an old guy who doesn't really remember any dates. We shouldn't charge him with murder. You know... <laughs> It's a crime, and the excuses have to stop. The two-tiered system have to stop. This announcement just echoed of James Comey, just echoed of him saying, yeah, Hillary kind of misplaced all those emails, and she shouldn't have been doing it. She, she shouldn't have had it on a server that was not secured by the United States government. And I know she did it, but she's she's Hillary, you know. Yeah, and, and no jury would ever convict her or no, or no prosecutor would prosecute this or some other such thing. That was, again, just a real cop out on that. Yeah, I, I don't care what what the special prosecutor or, or special counsel feels that's that's I don't I just don't care. I don't care what his emotions are about this or what he thinks he can predict a jury will do. It's not his place to say that this this idea that, well, a jury probably wouldn't don't care. That's the jury's purview. It's not your purview. You're not a you're not a soothsayer. You don't have a crystal ball that gives me exact things that are going to happen into the future. It has nothing to do with what you were tasked to do. Did he or did he not break the law? And the answer, and you provided it, Mr. Special Counsel, is yes. So you must refer this for action then. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care if he can't remember what he had for breakfast, which he probably can't. Yeah, and a lot of these things happened at a time when arguably he was not in the same state that he is right now. This, These were talking years ago. And, um, you know, so it's it's not contemporaneous. It didn't happen yesterday. No, and, and that's another point. You know, if, if this guy is that bad that he can get away with removing top secret and sensitive data and sharing it with people, that's the other point. Yeah. Sharing it with people, that's a blatant violation of the Espionage Act. If he's that feeble-minded, why is he a candidate for president of the United States? 
Indeed. Indeed. And this is where I think things have changed as of today. You know, whereas it used to be, oh, that's Uncle Joe and this kind of thing. But now this is, you know, officially on the record. And, of course, they're pushing back on it. And he's saying, well, I was dealing with an international crisis, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, it all rings true. And to the voters, it'll just ring true that he is of diminished capacity. Yeah, he's the president of the United States is that guy on the variety show that's got the 13 plates spinning at the same time. Yeah, we need we need someone who can keep all those plates spinning no matter what and still be able to answer questions from a special prosecutor or a special counsel on what he did with top secret material. If he can't perform that job and he can't keep those plates spinning, then I'm sorry, he's got to go. Yeah. So what do you think right now in the Democrat vaunted halls of power? Are they are they deciding, uh, OK, we got to change the ticket or try to ride this out and then, you know, uh, make a change and have him resign or something or 25th Amendment, that kind of stuff? They are going to play the he's just old. We shouldn't pick on him. What do you hate? Senior citizens? <laughs> Re- Republic- yeah, Republicans hate everybody. They and especially old senior citizen grandfathers. <laughs> Indeed. That's exactly what they're what they're gonna do. Well, Frank, stay right there because we're gonna come right back. Folks, more with Frank Salvato, undergroundusa.com, author of the book Nullification. As we continue to race through this Friday slash weekend edition of the program, stay right there. Kyle Warren with you. And we are coming right back. All right, the Friday Slash Weekend Edition continues, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. And we have a lot more to talk about as uh, we go through the program this morning. We're going to be talking with our good friend Frank Salvato, of course, from UndergroundUSA.com and also author of the book Nullification. And don't forget, you can head over to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com if you'd like to send us a direct message. By the way, anytime, day or night, whenever you're listening to the program. All right. So once again, good morning again, Frank. Mr. Kyle. All right. Well, you know, I'm telling you, uh, we got the stuff going on with Joe Biden. Uh, we've also got the Supreme Court hearing argumentation about the Colorado State Supreme Court decision. And it seemed to me like these justices were, in, and again, we can't, it, it's hard to really tell exactly where they're coming from, but the consensus seems to be that they're leaning towards, uh, you know, a fa- finding in favor of Trump, but you never know. But they, they, they were asking some pretty good questions, I think. Well, and it's a, that's a good sign when they're asking pointed questions, uh, that means they are they're deep into considering what what it is when they give a blanket a blanket answer without giving comment uh, you know that always leaves everybody hanging so it will be interesting to hear those those arguments today you'll be able to stream them you can you can listen to them it'll be interesting um you know there's i was listening to alan dershowitz last night and granted he's a democrat but he's also represented donald trump in his impeachment hearing so um 
and and he's a wealth of knowledge, so he's oh yeah, to hey, big time, yeah. You know, he he reminded everybody that the the federal elections, it's not just one giant election. It is fifty different elections, and when you count the territories, you know, fifty one, fifty two, um, that, that the states execute for federal office. So when it comes to defining what is insurrection, what is not, you know, what is an insurrection, what is obstruction, what is an obstruction, those definitions need to come down to the states. The fact that this is being brought up to the Supreme Court in this in this quick fashion is interesting in that it almost kind of steps on the toes of the states' rights to execute their own elections for federal office. Um, an interesting argument to get into. But the other thing that he did point out in no uncertain terms, which I, I think is very interesting, is that the mainstream media's narrative is that uh, you know no one's ever no one's ever been charged for insurrection. Trump should be charged for insurrection. No adjudication has taken place. It has. When he was impeached the second time, the, one of the charges was insurrection. Mm-hmm. So he was impeached, and the Senate acquitted him. Indeed. So the the only court in the United States that matters in presidential actions, which is the the court of impeachment and conviction, happens in the House and and then in the Senate, it, it said he's not guilty of insurrection. So where Colorado, is, their Supreme Court has said he can't be on the ballot because he's guilty of insurrection. They're flying in the face of an adjudication at the highest court to judge that issue. That is very, very astute. Absolutely. And, um, you and know, go ahead, Frank. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the idea that you can just say we're ignoring the highest authority on this issue to placate what we want to be reality, that can't be. So because of that alone, Colorado has to be rebuked. Maine has to be rebuked. Any other state that tries to keep him off the ballot under under the guise of because he's an insurrectionist, they have to be rebuked because he's been tried and he's been acquitted. And that's it. Well, exactly. And but they've they've got this Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three, and you know they're they're willing to just kind of. And again, this this whole thing was put together at the end of the Civil War, I think, for a pretty specific purpose. Now, these days, if someone raised an army and tried to attack militarily and cause an insurrection in that regard, well, this might really apply. But to make a speech. And you can say, well, was it a, a good idea to go out and make that speech? But it was a protected speech, and it was not an armed insurrection against the government. It was a bad riot that kind of that went very bad, we understand. And a lot of people did some things they shouldn't have done. But this is, it doesn't rise to this level um, of the Civil War. No, and it doesn't satisfy the charge of insurrection. So it is moot. Right. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And but of course, they're they're doing this. A lot of this, too, is the court of public opinion, because that word insurrectionist is just bandied about like as you're describing, like it's this it's this thing that's already been decided. But it has it's just a matter of opinion. And I like what Justice Roberts was talking about. Then again, you know, then other states can started can start booting people off the ballot here and there because because they just want to at that point. Yeah, it's okay if if public opinion is going to be 
what we're going to predicate everything on, then OJ should never have walked out of court. Everybody, right. everybody said he was guilty, but the court said he wasn't, and he got to walk. So we can't allow the rule of law to be usurped by the by the court of public opinion. We're not qualified. We're not qualified. It's not the way our country works. We, we've been getting away from from being a country of laws and not of men for a very long time. You know whether it's whether it's because of regulatory courts, which I think are an abomination, or or because the judiciary has been uh, politicized to a point where they check with the DNC before they charge somebody. <laughs> if a crime if a crime has been committed, then you have to pursue the laws. You know, so it, not only does it make this charge of insurrection laughable when it comes to trying to deny people their right to vote for who they want to vote for, because that's exactly what this is, and it's exactly what they're doing with this, is trying to remove opposition from the ballots, but also with with things like Joe Biden, and we're just not going to charge him because it's just Sleepy Joe. He's out there in his having some ice cream in his pajamas and, and breaking the law, but he's just Joe. We're not going to charge him. Uh-uh. The, the Hillary Clinton pass... And and let's make this clear, too. There's a difference between the president of the United States taking classified documents and and deciding later whether or not he wants to declassify them or not, and a vice president and secretary of state. They don't have that kind of immunity. Indeed. You're right about that. Yeah. So Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden as vice president, they committed crimes. And the Justice Department and our system of justice failed the American people into giving us our day in court against people who transgressed the law and transgressed the sovereignty of the people. Right. Well, now, one of the only remedies that the people have here beyond prosecutions and things like that is to go vote these people out of office, you know, or vote, you know, don't keep electing people like this, <laughs> you know, don't, you know, in other words, you send them packing. That's really the only remedy the people have at the ballot box. Yeah. And don't give them the time of day. Why is Hillary Clinton still important? <laughs> she's not, she's a, she's a two, two and a half, three time loser who, who doesn't have a likability rating. People have been telling her she's so smart for so long. She's bought into it. She, she's really nothing important right now. She's a bitter woman who lost elections and won't let go and refuses to believe that the world can go on without her. Well, indeed. Well, where the Supreme Court, uh, this upcoming decision about um, about the Trump uh, being on the ballot, I, I, I'm just bracing myself for the calls, and I think they're already starting up. The court is illegitimate, you know, if they find for Trump, basically. And we've got to pack the court, or we have to have term limits, or we've got to impeach, uh, the, you know, the justices. It'll go on and on. And, and if this is if – the, if the Constitution-loving people are on top of this to get ahead of the narrative, the second those screams start happening, they will start talking about how the left – always rapes the Constitution to get to, to get what they want and have been doing so since the 1900s in Woodrow Wilson. They have to abide by the rules. They can't keep changing them in the middle just to make sure that they win. Saul Alinsky is not on the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> right, right. 
Exactly. And but, uh, you know, it's just and by the way, you know, there are people out there saying, well, of course, you know, uh, if Trump is kept off the ballot, it'll it'll you know, these MAGA people will be out there doing this and such. But last time I checked, it was the uh, the left that goes to protest at the uh, homes of the Supreme Court justices and because they don't like the way they, quote, voted on something. Yeah. Yeah. MAGA people don't go out and set things on fire and set up chop zones in Portland. <laughs> right. Right. The autonomous zone. All right. Well, <clears throat> Frank, uh, stay right there. We're going to come right back. More with Frank Salvato, UndergroundUSA.com and author of the book Nullification. We'll take your calls to 949-822-7959. And we are coming right back. So stay right there, everybody. I came down because you heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. the Friday slash weekend edition, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. And again, this program is flying by. As I was saying yesterday, about this time, actually, of the morning, if you see something going by you at warp speed, it's us. Uh, just latch on and uh, and come along with us because this is uh, this is where the fun begins everybody uh, we've got so much going on and uh, don't forget head over to kylewarrenshow.com if you want to uh, send us a direct message anytime day or night and then also of course we've got our good friend Frank Silvato undergroundusa.com and of course also author of the book nullification with us this morning good morning Frank Mr. Kyle. Well, you know, Frank, we we do have the phone lines lighting up like you wouldn't believe. So, uh, so callers, we're going to go sort of rapid fire here, so we make sure we get everybody uh, in this morning uh, as best we can. You feel like taking a couple of calls, Frank? You bet. All right, here we go. Well, let's start off. We got Rick in Tampa this morning. Good morning, Rick. You're on with Frank Silvato. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Been waiting to talk to you again, and this is a perfect time to do it. Let me get to it. Sure. Sink our teeth into Biden's butt and everybody else's butt on the Democratic side. First place, the doddering old man needs to go. He's 25th Amendment, and it's the perfect opportunity. Let's get him out, take the Democrats away from their identity uh, um, politics, give them what they want. Let's get rid of, let's give Kamala the first. Uh, female president role. It'll terrify everyone in this country past the second grade. It will freak people out. Mm-hmm. He is. We need to know who is running this government, and that's one way to find out. Um, the point. press won't be able to avoid it, and we will steal that damned card from uh, Michelle Obama. And uh, there's just no losing that. Nobody's going to let her anywhere near a damn button. And I think it's a perfect time to do that. The press, the mm-hmm. Democrats can't refute the truth. And Dershowitz is right. He's been tried and found not guilty of insurrection. So game over on that point. Good point. But uh, We appreciate it very I, much. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's the way to go with that. 
I think about it. There's a lot of layers that, you know, it's worthy of some deep thought. Indeed. Well, Rick in Tampa, we appreciate the call very much. You have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again real soon. You as well. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, Rick in Tampa, everybody, what do you think, Frank? Well, not to, to play devil's advocate. I, I agree with everything that Rick said, but to play devil's advocate, they put in Michelle Obama as vice president. Kamala shows everybody her behind. Nobody wants her to be president. She drops out before the, the convention. They nominate Michelle Obama, and now we're facing that horrible future. <laughs> I know. It's, none, of it, none of it's good. Uh, you know, it's, we can't, there's no silver lining other than to not lose the election at this point. Yeah. You know, that's the only remedy here. You have to win the election. I remember back when uh, um, when Tom Daschle was the was the Senate Majority Leader, and I said, "Boy, I can't wait to get rid of this guy. He is so bad for the country." And then he was leaving, and I said, "It's it's happened. Hallelujah!" And then we got Harry Reid. Yeah, that's right. You know, so I, I learned a lesson very quickly: be careful what you wish for, because what you wish for might end up being worse. No kidding. Well, let's head over to the other telephone line here. Mary in St. Pete, you got a, a quick comment or question for Frank Silvato? I do have a question. Uh, I still see uh, pictures of chemtrails and what's in those chemtrails. Mm-hmm. They have samples follow, of planes following what's coming out of those airplanes. But I saw 10 of those airplanes lined up flying right at the sun about three times this week. And uh, pictures are being seen from all over the world with these chemtrails. Wow. And I'm wondering okay. if Frank is seeing these up where he lives, um, because guess what? If that's going on and they're dropping chemicals down here, everything else of this is irrelevant because of the air is being contaminated. Well, so good, good question. About that. Yeah, so you. we'll ask Frank. Thanks, Mary. Mary in St. Pete. Frank, uh, what, what do you think about that? Well, we've got we got clear skies up here, so I'm not seeing chemtrails, and you know we've got some very sensitive Air Force bases around where I live in the Panhandle. Uh, I'm not saying that it's not happening. I'm just not seeing evidence where I live. Mm-hmm. That said, I you know I don't put anything past the Pentagon and the DoD and and the deep state apparatus about testing on on the American people. After after COVID, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, I, well, I, you never know. Yeah, and and you've got a you've got a group of people at, at the globalist level who get together at the World Economic Forum talking about population um, reducing population, purposely reducing population, trying to take over the the food supply, and and everything else, and and, and you have to give. Things like Mary's talking about some thought these days. You can't go back to the 70s where, oh, she sounds like she's she's been smoking the wacky weed this morning. Because it turns out that 95 times out of 100, the, the conspiracy theory turns into, well, there was a lot of truth to that. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you always have to keep an open mind, be critical, and, and, um, and, uh, and, and uh, try to figure things out. Well, and until we can dismantle the bureaucracy in the deep state to be able to get straight answers instantaneously w- w- without the governmental apparatus obstructing and trying to keep things from us, all questions are on the table. Indeed. 
Well, I'll tell you what, we got just a couple of minutes here, but we got a couple of callers we want to get in. We've got Anthony in Tampa this morning. Good morning, Anthony. Good to talk to you again. Uh, good morning, uh, Kyle and Frank. Uh, Frank, you know, I have an old picture, not so old, of uh, the old, uh, two guys walking out of the Oval Office. Obama has his hand over Biden's uh, shoulder. So tell me uh, there's not a favor being uh, delivered there. Uh, it's obvious. So, uh, But, you know, it's interesting what you commented about not holding bars on, on, on bashing uh, Biden, because so far, as far as conservative radio is concerned, amazingly, it's four black conservative talk show hosts who are not holding back on delivering the goods on this guy. They know the background of, of the old segregationist. And let's not forget about 1977 article about him not wanting his kids in schools with the jungle crowd. So you tell me he's not a, a racist in office? Give me a break. Second of all, in the Super Bowl, let's remember, there's only one national anthem in the United States. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Anthony in Tampa. Appreciate the call. Yeah, what do you think, Frank? Yeah, I, I, on the last point, absolutely agree. We don't have a white national anthem or a black national anthem. That's racist. To, to, to say that we're going to play a black national anthem, that's racist, and the NFL, NFL should be called on it. Well, in, uh, in these days, right, it's e pluribus unum, uh, and uh, that's you know every uh, if people are Americans. It's it's hard to dis- make a distinguish of any separate group that would have a separate anthem of any kind. Yeah, if we if we go down that road, you're you're never going to see the game because you're going to have 18 different national anthems to actually have played. So this this ridiculous identity politics game that the left is playing, it's time for it to be over. Let's move on. Yeah, uh, you know, well you know is, is there racism in the United States? There's a little bit, but there's nothing like there used to be. We've overcome it. We fought a war. 600,000 people died. There's your reparations, period, dot. Now, stop looking at the color of people's skin. Start looking at the content of their character. It doesn't matter what color a person's skin is if they're going into to an iPhone store and ripping off all the iPhones and walking out because a prosecutor paid by George Soros doesn't want to prosecute. That just means the person's a jerk and needs to be prosecuted. Stop looking at the color of people's skin. It's stupid to do so. Well said. Well said. Well, we got Todd in Tampa. And, Todd, we don't have time for 60 seconds with uh, with uh, Todd, but do you have a quick question for Frank? We only got about 30 seconds. All right, gentlemen, let me just get down to business real quick and just make a statement. Let me tell the Supreme. Yeah. Real, co- real quick. Real quick. I have no confidence in nine of you. You should be telling that prosecutor to get out of your court and make sure Donald Trump is on every ballot because he's a Republican nominee and we're not interfering with a presidential election and he's not guilty of anything. And every American should know you don't have to look at news. You know Joe Biden sucks and don't vote for him and stand up for our country, stand up for Jesus and stand up with Donald Trump. Let's get to work and every Republican needs to be MAGA in the House and the Senate and get rid of those seven uh, frauds that didn't vote to impeach All right. Thank you, Todd. All right. Well, Frank, that was um, a mini 60 seconds with Todd, I think. Uh, Very very easy. Amen. (laughs) Amen, brother. But, Frank, it's been great talking with you this this morning, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you again on Monday morning. You have a great weekend. Stay low, my friend. Hey, you too. Take care. Frank Silvato, everybody. He's author of the book Nullification. You can find him at undergroundusa.com. 
And folks, we are coming right back. We're going to talk with Patrick Hyland, and he is host of the Sports Zone. So stay right there. Friday slash weekend edition continues. And we are having fun. I'll tell you that much. By the way, folks, this is the best job in the world. And I do have you to thank for that. It's not lost on me at all. And I want to make sure that I say it more often than not. And uh, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for your direct messages. Thanks for your phone calls. Thanks for your good wishes. It really does mean the world to me. And it is an absolute honor and pleasure uh, to come onto the microphone each morning and uh, spend some time with you and have a little bit of fun, laugh a little bit, smile a little bit, and then, of course, also talk about some of these incredibly serious things uh, that are happening uh, through our, in our country right now. Well, I'll tell you what, we do have the uh, telephone lines lighting up this morning as well. we got John in Sarasota uh, who's given us a call. Good morning, John. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Kyle. Hey, I want to flip the script on something you had said. Okay. Um, When you have a narcissistic person telling us that on October 8th and October 7th, do you know what I was doing and what I had to go leave to do? And Mm -hmm. I had this and that, and I had to be questioned. Um, And then the next comment was, something along the lines of, look what I have done for this country. I truly believe that that man thinks that instead of making a mockery out of what he was saying, I truly believe that man thinks that he was empowered in what he was doing. And in his mind, that what he was telling us was how wonderful he was multitasking to save our country. I, I like your perspective on that. I think I think it's it's very very cool. I think you're right. You know, I, I I honestly I don't even know what to make of Joe Biden at this point. You know, because at, he was trying to read some of this stuff off the teleprompter, then he kind of go extemporaneous, and he kind of fade back to the teleprompter, and that's when he started to be able to like speak directly and and more forcefully when he would do that. Yeah, and one other thing I want to add. Maybe, you know, because you were how you were saying, and I'm not being disagreeable, but we have dumbed down this country so much that when he says CC of Mexico, if you do not know who is the president of Mexico, you think this man is telling the truth. (laughs) So, yeah, so, so, you know, in, in that man's mind, He is trying to communicate to people, look at how, look at how well I've run this country by doing what I did and getting a five hour deposition about what was going on with those documents in the middle of October 8th and 7th when Hamas, that he didn't even remember, launched an attack. So I I, I really believe that he thinks his credibility is, is valid. But you and I both know it's not. 
Yeah, well, but, in, in other words, sort of a legend in his own mind kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you know, what Donald Trump says, are you better off now? Are you better off now or were you better off then? You could compare apples to apples if you're somewhat sober. But, you know, the, the people that he's inspiring to, when you misname, he, he also made references to people that were dead in that little, um, if you remember, he, I saw that speech and he was making references to, to, to the people that have already passed away that he spoke to recently. Well, that's right. That's right. Well, and it, I'll take it in total. I mean, one or two mishaps or, you know, one little uh, sort of um, slip, you know, but it's it's now it's just coming one after the other. And and he he never corrected himself. He just went on and on about it was the president of Mexico. And he, he's conflating the border issue with Mexico, with the border issue with Gaza and uh, and Egypt. One thing Jesse Waters made made a comment that was that about how we were talking about how, as far as an insurrection, there, has there been a trial? Has Trump been convicted? <laughs> well, no. Is, is, is he is he guilty? So taking Trump off the ballot in Colorado, if the man's an insurrectionist, you take him off the ballot of all the states, not just one, because. He's been convicted of an insurrection. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I, it's this not is, wrong. No, it, it, that's the thing. There's This is somebody's opinion. They just want to use right. that word insurrection because they think it's inflammatory. And people say, oh, good, you're protecting our democracy. Our democracy, yes. That, that, <laughs> well, we have wonderful words now, democracy but and Trumpism. But uh, if, if, if he was tried and... And guilty of an insurrection, he he couldn't run in any of our states. So, um, you know, it's it's a dog and pony act. And one other thing, the state governors, from what I was listening to, have the ability each state to control the elections the way they choose as far as getting people to vote. So it's going to be uh, pretty sticky. But I think you're right. That's all, um, that's all I wanted to add. I do believe that Joe Biden believes that what he was trying to convey to the American people is, look at what I've done. In the middle of a crisis, I managed this whole thing very well. Yeah, I, so, like I said, I, I like your perspective on that. And um, un unfortunately, I think either way, he just kind of really falls flat. You know, people don't really... You know, they, they don't see him as being forceful. I mean, that's what he's, maybe what he's trying to project. But I think people are going to start seeing him more and more as uh, as being a weakened individual. And that's, uh, yeah. that's well, terrible. We all, yeah. know, we all see it for what it's worth, Kyle. You know, people that call your show and people that discuss these things, we're not the ones that need to be persuaded by any means. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Listen. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Have a nice weekend. And it's always good to be able to say something. And uh, I appreciate your comments and everybody else's. Hey, thanks, John. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Hopefully you can enjoy the Super Bowl as well. We'll talk to you again next week. 
Thank you, sir. All right, take care. All right, John in Sarasota, everybody, and great to get a call from John this morning. And, uh, yeah, I think he's got a great perspective on what uh, Joe Biden was saying or the way that he was saying it. Well, folks, now, of course, it's time to uh, talk with Denise Simon, founderscode.com, and the Denise Simon experience on Facebook. And uh, uh, let's bring her right on in because, Denise, it's, it's <laughs> we're on a day when we've got three huge top stories. They all hit uh. on the same day. I know, and I'm exhausted. I was exhausted at 6.30. I wanted to go to bed at 6.30 last night because I, mean, I I sat through the entire hearing at the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that into itself was a lot. Um, it was really quite fascinating. Um, so my mind was working on that. And, and then I sat through the Alvin Bragg thing with, you know, was he going to charge those illegals and pictures and but only one person's in custody and we don't know where the other ones are and then here comes the other thing with the with the the biden document oh man i mean i and i literally sat through that entire thing i was i'm I'm exhausted i need several five hour shots (laughs) well that and then you know as we go through our segments here this morning and then of course Somehow the U.S. Constitution is just superseded by the spirit of aloha. Uh, you know, that's really something yeah, to me as well. <laughs> now, can, I mean, can any state say something like that? <laughs> you know, every state government has lawyers on the payroll. <laughs> right? I know. We're well, laughing here. That's right. You're exactly right. Except is that Hawaii? I mean, this, did they miss, you know, assignments there or something? I mean, <laughs> that's remarkable with the Second Amendment decision. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we're we're laughing because it's so absurd. You know, well, yeah. Did anybody even bother to look at previous Supreme Court decisions? Did, uh, much less the Constitution? And the amendments, I mean, really? Yeah, and we love the people in Hawaii. There's no doubt about that. And But you're right. What's happened there with their uh, state Supreme Court is is very, very interesting, to, to say the least. And it they'll have to make some real argumentation about that. And when we come back, of course, from the top of the hour news, we're going to delve more into all these all these three big things, folks, that happen all on the same day. And uh, but that's what we do here on this show. So, Denise, stay right there. Denise says uh, get a five hour shot. I'll yeah, be back in a minute. That's right. Yeah. Take, get another five hour shot. And uh, we're going to climb up to the top of the hour news. Everybody, Kyle Warren with you. It is Friday slash weekend edition. And we are. Well, I think we're hitting it pretty hard. So thanks once again to John in Sarasota. Appreciate the call. Folks, we're coming right back. Stay right there. Hour number two is now in the books. Well, on a day like today, everything that we've seen transpire on Thursday, this goes to show why we are here, why we do what we do. 
right here on this program because of these kinds of developments, these kinds of eventualities, folks, that you just can't make up. I mean, you can't sit around in a writer's room somewhere and come up with this kind of stuff. It's just too good. It's just too good. Uh, But, folks, we're here to try to make some sense of it, if that's even humanly possible at this point. Uh, But welcome to the program, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Friday slash weekend edition is here. Uh, It is Super Bowl weekend as well. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun with that, I know. We'll be talking with Patrick Hyland a little bit later on in the program about uh, looking forward to the Super Bowl. And then early Monday morning, we'll have the aftermath of the Super Bowl as well. Uh, So we hope you can stay tuned for that. Uh, But again, welcome to the program, folks. 949-822-7959. That's the number to call if you'd like to be part of the program. You can also head over to my home website of KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com if you'd like to send us a direct message this morning. Well, all right. Uh, we Just before the top of the hour, we were talking with Denise Simon, FoundersCode.com, and the Denise Simon Experience on Facebook. Folks, she has been in the thick of it all day long, and uh, she was going to take another five-hour shot, I think, <laughs> right, right before the news came on, so that we can continue through the program, because Denise, like I was saying, this is why we're here. This is what we do when, uh, when the, the news uh, comes out like this, don't you think? You know, um, when we heard that Biden was going to come out uh, last night in the White House and make a statement unannounced, I thought, uh, this is so bad that the staff, the White House, feel like they have to put him out there to show that he is mentally lucid and capable. And then in that, he... He claims that um, he spoke with Al Sisi of Mexico talking about the Rafa crossing for humanitarian. And I just. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and, and I, I, I looked at the TV and I went, Mexico. I, I thought, I thought, where is he going to go with Mexico? And then he, and I yelled Mexico. And, and then I got a text message from a. <laughs> A friend um, out in California that, just as I was yelling Mexico, that said, "Did he just say Mexico?" And I said, <laughs> "Yes." And then I was on, uh, you know, X or Twitter, and everybody was saying the same thing: Mexico. Um. So, it, 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 whatever they thought that they were going to close the curtain on this one, it it made it worse. Well, and, exactly. Now, I, I'm not aware though. I don't think they ever made a correction about that. No. Yeah, he just said Mexico. That was it. Right. So, um, the other the other thing is, just because Robert Herr in his report is making recommendations not to charge Biden, what he's really saying is, yep, he's a criminal. He violated at least a couple of laws, but he's too feeble. And a jury wouldn't, you know, he would lose the case. Right. And the Department of Justice doesn't want to lose a case. So we're letting a criminal go, which is precisely what James Comey did with Hillary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No reasonable jury or something would convict her of that (laughs) or something, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Garland does not have to accept. This is key. Garland does not have to accept 
Robert Hur's recommendation. Garland can still charge Biden. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> what does that look like? I don't know. Is that something that would happen for the sake of argument? Let's say he does charge him. When does that go to trial? <laughs> and they don't even want that on a headline. Well, so, well I mean, maybe they could make it go, you know, concurrently with Trump trials and get everything done before the election. <laughs> you know, well, who knows? Garland, yeah. this has put Garland in a very bad place. It's yeah. it's and, and I don't know how many charges are on Trump for the Mar-a-Lago thing. I heard something around. There's 90 separate charges on the Mar-a-Lago thing. I don't know if that's true or not. I may have misheard it. But um, I would say that they're going to have to re-examine the charges against Trump based on not charging Biden. So if you want, if you want to get Trump on anything, I think maybe the only thing you can necessarily get him on would be obstruction. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and even that one's shaky too. Well, and Biden spent a, a long time in his speech <laughs> talking about. Uh, what what he did was not bad, but what Trump did was bad. I mean, is that a president also sort of interfering into a an ongoing you know, prosecution? Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah, because he's drawing conclusions, giving it to the American public and saying, well, it wasn't out in public spaces like it was at Mar-a-Lago. It was just in my garage. And I don't even know but, how but it got to my not, garage. But that that into itself is not true. It's not true. Exactly. Exactly. Then they have Because it was it was not only in his garage, if you look at the pictures, it was not only in the garage, but it was also in desk drawers in his office. And he even says to his ghostwriter, I found this in my office downstairs. Now when he says downstairs, it's not in the house that he was in today. It was in a house that he was renting in McLean, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So the documents got moved again from McLean, Virginia, to the house that he's in now. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Then there's the Penn Center. <laughs> That's right. And and those documents got moved, and they were stacked up. So for 40 years, he's had boxes of documents, and he wants to blame it on his staff. But here's the other interesting thing. Many of those documents had markings of top secret, which means they came out of a skiff. Yeah, and he was saying none of them had the big red marks or something, the big red tape. Yeah, so hold that thought, Denise. I mean, this is getting a lot better as <laughs> as we go on. So stay right there, Denise, folks. Also stay right there because we're going to come right back. More with Denise Simon, founderscode.com. I'll warn with you, it is the Friday slash weekend edition. Friday slash weekend edition rolls on, everybody. By the way, whenever you're hearing this program this weekend, you're welcome to head over to my home website, kylewarnshow.com. If you want to send us a direct message, simply click on send Kyle a direct message 
and uh, you'll be off and running from there. And many times we have listeners who will write in and they'll say, hey, ask Denise Simon this, or, you know, uh, that kind of thing. So you're always welcome to do that, and we love to get uh, messages from you. Uh, so, again, whenever you're listening, uh, you can send us a message anytime, uh, day or night. All right. Well, once again, folks, welcome back to the show. And uh, 949-822-7959, that's the number. We're going to open up the telephone lines at the bottom of the hour if you'd like to uh, ask Denise Simon a question or make a comment live on the air. But uh, we've got Denise Simon back with us. Good morning again, Denise. Good morning. All right. Well, once again, it is it is chock full. So we talked a little <laughs> bit about Biden. Um, now, on the um, on this uh, Supreme Court issue with Donald Trump, you know, uh, I think the justices were asking some pretty interesting questions. And it kind of gave us an idea of maybe maybe where they're going. But is that really a gauge? I mean, we, sometimes you never know. Well, uh, interestingly enough, um, I really believed that the original presentation um, was really quite good. Um, the lawyer, his name escapes me. Um, anyway. He had argued before the Supreme Court at least 50 times. So he knew how to make his presentation, and he was really quite articulate in every single answer that he gave. And he didn't say, um, I think, maybe, kind of, sort of. He was exact and um, very specific on every response in his um replies to the questions that he got. Conversely, this cat uh, Murray, who was hired by the state of Colorado, I guess, um, to defend Colorado's decision, had never argued before the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And he had a lot of, yes, I think, maybe, perhaps, (laughs) in his presentation. Um, And there were some fascinating questions that were put really in the exchange with Murray. It was much better, in my opinion, um, on where this thing was going than it was um, on the defense of Trump. So um, at some points, even some of the uh, jurists were actually annoyed with Murray you know, your answers, you're not answering the questions or that's not helpful or mm-hmm. you're not understanding what I'm saying. So um, I don't expect it to be a 9-0 decision. Um, but I do expect it to go in the way of keeping Trump on the ballot. Well, sure. Now, having, now having said that, um, we have, what, six other states that are in the mix. And... It'll be interesting to see whenever this decision comes back from the Supreme Court what these other states will do because you know we'll we don't know what their necessarily arguments would be, but um, it would send a clarion call. Um, but I would also say be careful of Colorado, even if it goes against Colorado. <laughs> I would say that Colorado could end up playing some very nasty uh, ballot games to torpedo um, 
you know, Trump votes for Trump in the general election. Oh, yeah. And and even at the national level, the Democrats may also be gearing up to try to disqualify Trump following the election if they control both houses of Congress, for example. That's right. Yeah. So so in other words, it's the it used to be the politics of personal destruction. Now it seems to just be the politics of total destruction uh, with with uh, the way that they're approaching this. And again, they'll couch it in the notion that they're defending our democracy from a despot. But but in, in reality, they're acting in a despotic way, basically. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's not funny, but what it is, is that it's that they are are you know, you know, trying to project this idea that they are the sole keepers of the flame. And that sounds a lot like sometimes when you hear, when you do get people who try to seize power, they're the only ones who get it, that kind of stuff. It came out last night that uh, Bob Bauer is Biden's personal attorney. <laughs> um, and he came from um the Obama administration mm-hmm. now Bob Bauer is just is uh destructive nefarious and uh cunning as mark elias um uh, he he was the White House counsel under um The Obama administration, and what's particularly interesting is he was born into a Jewish family, and so for Biden to be taking, and this administration to be taking the position they are taking today on um, uh, Israel is really curious. But here's the other interesting thing. Anita Dunn is Bob Bauer's wife. And I'll remind the listeners that uh, during the Obama administration, she was giving a speech and she said, two of my favorite people were Mao Zedong and Mother Teresa. I remember. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, that's his wife. So, um, yeah, it'll (laughs) it'll be interesting to see where all of this goes. Well, you know, it's interesting, too, because, you know, she can say something like one of my favorite people is Mousy Dunn. But if you say one of my favorite people is Donald Trump, then you're you're some kind of a, you know, you know what I mean? Exactly. But the other interesting thing is that after the Obama administration, Bob Bauer went back to work at Perkins Coie. I'll remind the listeners that Perkins Coie was the (laughs) is was the law firm where Mark Elias was. And they were the ones that were completely behind all things dossier in Russiagate. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Indeed. It's enough to make your eyes gla- glaze over. Well, you know? sure. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. I mean, and it just but even so, no matter what, let's say the you know, no matter what the Supreme Court says, and, and I do think it'll be in favor of Trump, but it's not going to be unanimous, but it's going to be, I think, heavily weighted. But. No matter what hap- what would happen, the- somebody's going to get mad. And if- certainly if it's for Trump, then we're going to have the calls that it's, Ill- it's an illegitimate court. Oh, well, we're already – CNN, I think, is already talking about that. They were talking about that last night, I yeah. think. <laughs> and, yeah, preemptively, I guess. You know. Uh, well, uh, now what are they going to do? Um, and in that press conference last night, 
that that presentation that that Biden made at eight o'clock. Um, the press pool, you could tell they were angry. They were all, I mean, oh, several yeah. of them were, were screaming and shouting at him, but they were they were challenging him. I mean, they all knew the truth, and now it's on paper right. <laughs> in a government document by Robert Hur. Yeah. And, and so now what? Well, in other words, now, some, how are we go? Exactly. Something's changed. And I don't think he's ever stood there before getting a barrage of the of the questions being yelled all at the same time. Um, and they're basically <clears> saying <throat> to him, Mr. President, how do you respond to the idea that you're an elderly, nice man who, you know, you know, he just was has told a poor to go memory. out there. They they put a, a you know a notebook out there before he walked out. You saw the guy that went to the podium and stuck a you know a binder there, and it had talking points on it. And he was told to be defiant, and he was. And no kidding. But even to the point, I think it was a little off putting, as well. The way that he started uh, saying to that one reporter, "That's your judgment. That's your judgment," and so forth. It, it, it was not a pretty picture. It, this was not the finest hour, really, of almost any president trying to get through a very contentious question and answer session. What was really disturbing was almost immediately, <laughs> you know, I was on Twitter last night, X, I'm yeah, going to still say Twitter, <laughs> right. but um, one of the first posts that I saw was from the BBC. <laughs> mm-hmm. Saying all the same things that you and I are sitting here saying. I thought, <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But you, so we it, might start it, hearing more. Now, now, the question's going to be, because I think the King of Jordan is about to visit the White House next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next thing is going to be, what are our enemies going to do? Good question. Stay right there, Denise. We're going to come right back got a short break everybody but when we come back that is a central question kyle warren with you stay right there All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back, of course, as we continue racing through and rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. And it's going by super fast again. Uh, The time really does fly here on the program. Again, I I can't explain it. I don't know how to explain it. And as I've said, so I just accept it. And uh, we're having some fun, folks. Welcome back, of course, 949-822-7959. If you have a question or comment uh, for Denise Simon, who's our guest this segment, of course, and as we always talk to you at this time of the program, uh, this hour of the program. And also, you can head over to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com if you'd like to send us a direct message or if you have a a question you'd like to uh, send in for Denise this morning. All right, so welcome back again, Denise Simon. Hey, good morning. Good morning again. Well, um, those those five hour shots, I think, are they're doing the trick. 
I think <laughs> it sounds like it. You're we're, we're 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 really making some progress here. But again, it's like. And this is just the way it is sometimes. Everything starts happening all at the same time. It sure does, yesterday. And I have not watched the um, Tucker interview. I have it, um, but, um, you know, because I can save it. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. But I will say that I um, did see where Putin filibustered Tucker on the history. Yeah. And um, if if what he's saying about the history re- with respect to Ukraine, then the fact that um, for the sake of argument, if he wins and he uh, takes over uh, eastern Ukraine, then given his history and what his objective is, every other uh, state that uh, fell off of Soviet Union ought to be on alert. But I'm kind of disappointed, and again, I haven't watched the thing, but I don't think that Tucker brought up, um, I would say, the Minsk Agreement or the Budapest Memorandum. The Budapest Memorandum is was negotiated with uh, Bill Clinton that said, Ukraine, give up your 1,600 nuclear weapons, and if anything happens, we'll come to your defense. <laughs> which is really what we're bound to do, what we're doing with Ukraine. Right. Uh, there's an agreement there. Um, but I would also say it's important to understand how many oligarchs and people, dissidents, that have turned up dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, no kidding. Yeah, that's you know, it's with, not unlike a movie. Yeah, exactly. And so forth. Okay. But um, I would invite the listeners to take a long look at who was once the CEO of Yucas Oil. He was literally the richest, one of the richest men in the world, worth billions and billions. Uh, Mikhail Khodorovsky. Um, What they did to to him and to Yucas Oil was really historic. And fascinatingly enough, when... They did this because of taxes. They kept imposing all these taxes, and then they, you know, they they put Mikhail Khodorovsky in in prison. Um, the company was run, interestingly enough, by a fellow by the name of Steve, Stephen Thedes. Well, he was an expert at U.S. oil, and uh, he was hired from <laughs> and went from the United States over to Russia to run the company. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the company is is nowhere today. Um, in fact, you know they they really stole it from Kordorovsky, uh, Kordorovsky. I don't, you know, whatever you say his name. And um, it was just destruction. But that's happened to several others as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, well, I'm fine with with Tucker interviewing him. But I, I don't think that the, the Tucker managed that interview the way he needed to. Well, and there was a lot of sort of pre-criticism about all this as well. Oh, but, tons of it. Yeah. And, but one of the things I did see, uh, and I haven't seen the interview yet either. I'm, I'm gonna, Like you, I'm going to watch it at, um, at a later time. But um, one of the headlines that seemed to have come out of it is that Putin is threatening, of course, a larger war, World War mm-hmm. Three. If mm-hmm. we have U.S. troops, 
And that's not, mm-hmm. I hope, in the offing at this point. But it does go back to your other point, though. If the, I mean, is giving money and other material at, you know, at various states of, of, of deployment here, is that um, the same thing as defending Ukraine or is defending Ukraine actually boots on the ground? Well, <laughs> we don't necessarily know how far we would take the Budapest Memorandum. So, um, but I would say the Budapest, <laughs> to, to adhere to the Budapest Memorandum, Biden didn't do it. Um, they should have gone to Ukraine's aid in 2014 when this whole thing started off in the Donbass. And Obama didn't do it. Remember, he sent over their MREs and blankets. And here comes Trump, who was sending them Stinger missiles. Big difference. Yeah, uh-huh. big, big difference. And, um, and of course, the idea is not to try to get into some kind of, uh, of, of uh, conflict directly. But, but you're right. I mean, that, that 2014 incident created the, the stage for what happened now uh, under Biden with the invasion of Ukraine because they figured, hey, it's not Trump. It's not, it's not somebody who's going to be tough with us, so, you know, let's have at it. Well, I mean, Biden came out and said it was a minor incursion. 14,000 people died before uh, Putin went in there with a full invasion of Ukraine. Well, and, and, I don't call that a minor incursion. Well, no, no. And, and again, it, it's almost as if, you know, we were told that the foreign policy thing, this was the adults in the room, as we've heard. But it seems like they are so averse to actually conducting real foreign policy because sometimes it's hard and it's not pretty. You know what I mean? Additionally, the money and uh, they're... they're <laughs> that we have earmarked for Ukraine, from what I can tell, the majority of it actually went to U.S. weapon suppliers. It didn't go to Ukraine. Yeah, and they'll tell you, well, it said for Ukraine. So technically, it's for Ukraine, you know, but what, that kind of what, stuff. And the stuff that we've sent over there is actually our old stuff. You know, we don't use tanks anymore. So here's some tanks. <laughs> Well, Here's some old weapons that we've had, you know, stored for for decades. We don't use anymore. So here we'll we'll give them all the old stuff. Well, and that's what we've done. Indeed. Except we finally forced them into the uh, attackums platform. But but the idea though is in, now it's been over two years. Basically, it's it, it, there's. The, the time to win this thing wasn't that more early on because right now the counteroffensive, whatever that was, that's not going to work or hasn't. It worked. never, it never had to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and oh, now everybody is saying, "See, see, see." Um, Zelensky just fired his his um, top war general, which he did yesterday. He actually didn't fire him; he just reassigned him. Um. So, I mean, that that into itself is a whole false notion that he fired him. He just took him and reassigned him and put somebody else in his place. And and so, I mean, (laughs) and I'm seeing this thing that Zelensky has put, um, you know, there's now a a kill list. (laughs) You know, that apparently includes Tucker. I mean, give me a break. That's just false. That's that's another 
um, propaganda operation, KGB tactic that's coming out of the Kremlin. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, but Putin, of course, is, um, you know, the, the things that he's doing and saying o- o- overall, you know, are also very disturbing. Uh, this whole thing, you know, as you said, should have never happened to begin with. And and here we are. And so but of course, what happened just the other day, we had a, a Russian missile that almost hit went into Poland and Poland uh, scrambled their their jet fighters. About. Correct. Correct. And now we have some issues with Finland and closing their border. So um, let's take the United States completely out of the equation. And, and let's, let's look at other world leaders, European, Eastern European leaders, and see what, what their positions are. Because most of them are terrified. And I would say Latvia is especially terrified. Moldova especially terrified. Um, oh, yeah. And why wouldn't they be? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Denise Simon, thank you so much. It's been a great morning talking with you Go here Chiefs. again. Go Chiefs. That's right. That's right. And I'll tell you what, we're going to talk to you again on Monday, my friend. Okay. Good deal. All Have right. a good weekend. You too. Take care. Denise Simon, everybody. Founderscode.com. The Denise Simon Experience on Facebook as well. Head over to Founderscode.com. Check out all the stuff Denise has for articles, materials. Todd. Thank you for holding on. I'm sorry we couldn't get to your call on this segment, but we'll talk to you again real soon. Folks, stay right there. We're coming right back with Chris Markowski. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. It is the Friday slash weekend edition, and we are we are just flying through this program again this morning, folks. I got to tell you something. As I've been saying here, this is the best job in the world, and I'll tell you, I have you to thank for that. It's much appreciated. I appreciate everybody's uh, uh, messages. I appreciate the calls, and uh, we are we are just really, I think, uh, building a, a great community here on the radio. And it's our pleasure uh, to come and be on the show with you uh, each and every uh, weekday morning, uh, and of course, also the weekend show as well. But uh, folks, uh, we've reached the part of the program here on this Friday edition uh, where we talk to Patrick Highland. He, of course, is the insurance QB, the insurance quarterback. He's also also host of the Sports Zone right here on AM860, The Answer. And uh, you can hear him on Sundays, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, right here on AM860, The Answer. And I've been waiting all day to talk to Patrick because, of course, we're heading into Super Bowl weekend. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Cal. Who are we pulling for? Well, I know that our friend Denise Simon, she's pulling for the Chiefs, and I, I think I'd probably be in that same in that same zone as well. All right, man. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good game. We'll see what the 49ers can uh, muster up against Mr. Patrick Mahomes, and it should be a great game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's always fun to watch the commercials too. I, I enjoy the whole thing watch the game i'm not a big halftime show guy how about yourself kyle well it, i that, that would just it just depends you know there have been some real ups and downs and uh i don't know how you can pull off a great halftime show it just i i don't know what it is but i just think it's very hard 
it somehow always turns into a medley, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, it just, it is what it is. But uh, I don't know. I remember back when they had Tom Petty on, I thought that was, that was kind of cool because I'm a big Tom Petty fan, but, you know. Yeah, there you go. There's a guy from Florida, Gainesville, Florida, University of Florida guy. So very cool to bring him up. You know, people here in Florida listen to the show. I appreciate Tom Petty. Sad that he passed away yeah. a couple of years ago. Just, uh, you know, wow. Just uh, a little too young for that. But uh, you know, that's why we got to enjoy people while they're here and take care of each other and treat each other with a random act of kindness once in a while and just be pleasant and nice to each other. And this uh, Super Bowl weekend, you know, that, there you go. You know, because there'll be parties going on and people, hey, you know, if, if you're a 49er fan and they win it, great. You know, don't act like a fool and, and vice versa. If, if uh, KC uh, wins it, don't act like a fool. You know, it's just uh, we need to be a little bit more civil instead of uh, arrogant. I, I think I think there's something to be said for that. But uh, Agreed. Absolutely. So. Very cool. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, baseball coming here real soon. Uh, to, well, Florida and Arizona, out where you're, your neck of the woods. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. I think we're going to have a good baseball season. I think there's a, you know, you got your teams, uh, you know, with the big money, the Dodgers and the Yankees, but you got a lot of teams that have a lot of youth and a lot of hungry kids who want to play well. So we shall see. You know, the report to spring training, you know, next week, the pitchers and catchers, and the week after that, the, all the position players. And I'm looking forward to it because uh, it just brightens up Florida, to say the least. It's all the people excited about baseball coming, and it's just, it used to be America's pastime in sports, but football's taking over. Um, but baseball's trying to come back, Hal. I like that they've sped up the game and have done uh, things to get the younger crowd involved in the sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it I, It is, it is kind of good because uh, it does make the games go a little bit faster. And, uh, you know, especially if you're there at the stadium, um, you know, it, it doesn't go so late into the evening sometimes. You have games starting at 6 o'clock and you're not leaving until 10 or 10.30 or something. It's It's a lot. It is. It's a lot. People, you know, have things to do, places to go. People see the old saying. That's right. And, uh, but, uh, you know, you just like to uh, block out a certain amount of time. I, I think MLB could do some things a little different, too, a little bit more uh, earlier games. Uh, people can find a way to get out and get to the games. I really do believe that. But uh, I don't know why they don't. I understand uh, during the week you want to get the uh, people that are working out to the game, you know, and not everybody can leave early for work to get there. But th there's a decent amount of uh, people that can in, in most major league cities. So oh, sure. I think that would be a neat idea. And the other thing for the kids, you know, let's get the kids out to the ball game. You know, they, they, they make it a Saturday and Sunday thing. And I get it, but, man, that, that's when uh, – you know, they, they, it's a lot of money, uh, and a lot of kids are playing sports on Saturday and Sunday, so now they can't go to the game where on a weekday you can take them out, you know, get to the ballpark at 5 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, play ball, I think, would be a great idea. Absolutely. So, well, but, but, man, let's talk a little bit about our Tampa sure. Bay Lightning here, uh, all the people here in Tampa Bay that listen to the show, Cal. Oh, yeah. They've uh, lost a couple in a row, and they're not playing up to their uh, potential. And, 
I hope they're going to spin it around and make it happen because, you know, they've had a great year. Uh, they're, they're still in the hunt. And the biggest thing is it's when you get hot in April, you know, can, can you get hot in the playoffs and uh, finish them out? Because that, that's what it's going to take. Uh, the Golden Knights out there in Vegas, that's where the Super Bowl is going to be played. Let's talk about them. I mean, this is a franchise less than six years old, just playing great hockey. And uh, very exciting what they've done out there. It's kind of neat that Vegas has turned into more of a sports town instead of just a gambling town, Cal. Have you noticed that and heard that out that way? Well, I think so. Yeah, because obviously they've got uh, they've got the the sports franchises now. The Tropicana is now going to be demolished here very soon. We understand uh, to make way for the new uh, the new be- uh, baseball park. I mean, that's really going to be a sight to behold as well. Because the Trop is down there, you know, pretty much. I think, well, at least as I recall, down towards the end of the strip, and it's definitely going to be a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, you think about it, Oakland, California, San Francisco, California, they'll still have the Giants, but no more A's and no more, um, you know, Raiders. The Raiders, exactly. You know, it's kind of amazing. They still have Golden State, you know, out there for basketball. But, uh, no, it's just kind of funny how California has changed over the years, Cal. People don't realize, and... I don't know. We we need to get America back to what it used to be. Let's just leave it at that. I know you talk about that on the show all the oh, time. And, yeah. You know, it's great that you have this show from these, this time. Uh, people don't realize also all our truckers out there hustling and making it happen. That's uh, It's not an easy gig. Uh, you know, this country wouldn't survive without the 18-wheelers moving everything around for us. Oh, man, no, we wouldn't have we, we wouldn't have stuff. We couldn't go to the store and buy stuff. <laughs> you know, it would just be uh, it would just be barren. That's what it, that's what would happen. Yeah, exactly. That's why we have to just be cognizant of that. And everything in our country, there's supply and demand and everything works a certain way. So uh, that's that's why I like like your your show. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it's important, man. It's important for everybody to realize, have an understanding. In our school system, we need to teach these kids more of a a logical standpoint on how the world works instead of just finding a way to pass the test. That's another thing I think that would do, do wonders for this country. And all our policemen and women out there, man, you know, God bless them, Kyle, and our military. Freedom isn't free. That's why... You know, we, we need to do a shout-out for them. And let's, let's be safe and sound this weekend over Super Bowl weekend. Let's enjoy and be thankful for what we have. Mm-hmm. Take care of each other. And uh, that's just so important, Kyle. Well said. Appreciate you having me on the show, as always, talking some sports, having some fun with it. And also got a cool call from uh, some listeners in Colorado this past week, Kyle. Oh, really? Give me some insurance questions and finance questions, Medicare questions, and Another cool place, the Avalanche. I had a tough time of it yesterday against the Hurricanes for all my Colorado fans out there talking sports. And, you know, it's nice to talk to people around the country who can kind of enlighten you on a lot of things. So oh, sure. if I can help out anybody, please feel free to call me at 813-966-1052. Um, you might be pleasantly surprised to wealth of knowledge and I can be of assistance to you and no matter what we'll have fun talking 
And if you're local, we'll have a cup of coffee together, talk some sports. And that's what it's all about. Have a wonderful weekend, Cal. God bless you. Talk to you Monday, sir. Yeah, thank you. Talk to you Monday, Patrick. God bless. All right, Patrick Highland, everybody. He is the insurance quarterback. You hear him right here on the Sports Zone on AM860. Folks, we are out of here for this morning, but go out there, make it a great day. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we will see you next time right here on the program. Kyle Warren with you. Take care out there. Hey, thanks, everybody, for checking out the podcast today. We'll see you on the radio, AM860, The Answer, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., Monday through Friday, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Check out KyleWarrenShow.com for more information. Take care out there.